verbal discharge. The world's third to best radio show. Not about squids. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. It's not New Year anymore, is it? No, it's not. It's not Christmas anymore, is it? It no. is a New um, Year. Do you know how long it's been since we last sat down and recorded the podcast? It feels like quite an amount of it's time. It's over a month now. Really? Jesus Christ. Even longer for you, James. It's been like an extra three weeks for you. Because you yeah. weren't on that one. It feels shorter. You slept in. Um, hello, welcome back to Verbal Discharge. Hello, it's been too long. Too long. I've, I've almost forgotten how to do a radio show or yeah, a podcast. Yeah, it's weird. It feel like, I feel really vocally clunky. Like, like mm. I feel like we're, we're making the equivalent of, you know, when you see a sports Let's person. all talk over each other like we used to. <laughs> it feels like when you see a sports, sports personality <laughs> returning to the pitch after, like, a lengthy absence yeah. and you're not quite sure how they fit in with the team anymore. I think, I think, I think that's what we do. That is the first sports analogy I've ever heard you make, James. Well, it's What's the first happened? of many. <laughs> new year, new me, Robbie. Also, you spent it catching up on... Premier League. Also, you beat Robbie to it, which is, uh, this is uh, <laughs> an amazing precedent to set for 2017. I think we're going to, like, I think we have an inexhaustible amount of opportunities available to us here to completely redefine ourselves and yes. the podcast. I mean, I mean, the world's changing, stranger things has happened, um, something that is going to happen uh, tomorrow. Well, we're recording this tomorrow. Yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be the day of when this goes yeah. out, which we'll talk about more at length later on. Okay. So, um, as you may be aware, um, obviously, there's quite a big tradition when people uh, reach the new year, because mm. people have an idea that because it's a new calendar day, they can completely redefine their personality. Hashtag yes. new year, new me. They can make new year's resolutions yeah. and create the new them through yeah. uh, lengthy uh, processes of genetic cloning. New them, new Ben. Ha <laughs> ha. Sorry. Ha-ha. I was new... too busy learning my job that I missed yours. Well... It's, it's going to be the exact same band, baby. So um, what I've got <laughs> is, worse. I, I think we can, as a podcast, make a bit of an effort to perhaps help our listeners <laughs> to create a new year, new them. Okay. Uh, so what should I've got... We, should we introduce ourselves first? Yeah, yeah, we definitely should. The, 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 the listeners are like, who, who is Ben? <laughs> um, I was James, but now I will be referred to exclusively as Neo James. Neo James, that's who, uh, I, I, It's not like Neo from the Matrix. It is a smaller two D animated version of myself, <laughs> as as akin to Neo Pets. It, I, I'm, I'm more imagining like a cyberpunk version of yourself, <laughs> with a, a, a keyboard down your wrist and like glowing green eyes. That that is exactly what I'm going for. But like a sprite of it. Yeah. <laughs> like not proper James, sprite James. Um, hi, I'm Ben. But for the sake of this podcast, as James is currently the cyberpunk James. I'm going to be the steampunk, James. Ha <laughs> imagine if I was covering cogs and the steam... Co- Whoa, could you... And I'm wearing a top pad and it's got cogs in it. Whoa! And it's like Victorian London, but it's not, and there's cogs on it. I enjoy how, even though we have clearly established that we're all going to be new versions of ourselves, you have fallen straight back into the old Ben trope, just insulting a demographic or a group of interests. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I, I was I was like to play it safe I'll end, I'll insult a demographic but like a non-oppressed one more, more, <laughs> more, more but like more of a more of like um, a, a small online social group then I can get away with it yeah because like, like, like people who are foreigners don't really have like uh, you know years of racial yeah, persecution yeah. like it's, it's not like it's not like you start um, um, James persecution <laughs> please tell me that is not a podcast oh boy it's a thing <laughs> oh Jesus of course no blacks is. no dogs no furries <laughs> um, <laughs> a dystopian future <laughs> hello my name is Robbie and I'm much like um, we've got Cyberpunk James, we've got Steampunk James. I'm just Punk James, um, so I just have like s- spiky. Is this harkening back to uh, episode forty nine? Punk, uh, yeah. The punk episode, yeah. That was, yeah. That was a good episode. It was, it was punky. If you want to hear highlights, why not listen to the previous mm. three part episode? It's actually free podcast. But we don't have any British to burn this time. I mean, we have gone from a studio to James's. The dining room. We, yeah. we, could, we, can, we can set this fucking table ablaze. If we yeah, want. yeah. But who, who will be like rebelling can, against can, tables? Would be table. Yeah. You can just lay out some knives and forks. That's the most. That's, that's, that's how polite we are. That's the most punk thing punk we, we can do. I mean, as we established in episode forty-nine, the most punk thing you can do is be the opposite of punk. So if you set the table, get some dollies out there, get a nice knife and fork. Like you get two knives and two forks for different, different oh, yeah. types of the, the food. Yeah, you get like a cake fork. For yeah, dessert. yeah. I mean, that could be pretty punk. Yeah, a big ladle for, yeah. for the sake of it. Just incredibly punk. What? Like eating your chips. 
for cake fork. Oh my oh, god! So punk. I know. So punk. I know. Get Fucking me. smash the establishment. <laughs> this is too many callbacks. James, move us on. So um, now I've got here three of okay. the most common New Year's resolutions that people make, mm-hmm. and I was wondering if we could perhaps go through and, and get, offer some advice to people on uh, how that may, how uh, our viewers might be able to change these these things about themselves that they don't necessarily like. Okay. So they are um, to lose weight. Okay. To stop smoking and to save money. Okay. So um, let's start off with lose weight. How how can people lose weight? What's a good um, way to lose weight? Do you want to know a great weight? way to do all three at once? What? Die. <laughs> that is a good way to do my, it. I mean, my New Year's resolution is to die. Yeah. So. It's going to happen to be one year, so why not this one? My New Year's resolution is to string myself from the fucking rafters like a string of Christmas cards. <laughs> what if there was a, a, a speculative fiction short story where everyone is like, is very adamant to their New Year's resolutions is a thing they have to adhere to and it's things that sort of come up automatically and the way rather than people actually die normally of old age we get to a certain point it's like oh boy I wonder what my New Year's resolutions are going to be this year definitely lose weight but I have to stop smoking it just says die <laughs> like, well here it is it's like that was it, wait, was it, wait, it wait, about wait. time the film yes. was it Justin no, Timberlake no no in time in, in time, time. About, no, about, it's about, about time about time's the one with Donald Gleeson yeah. and Bill Nye. it's about yeah. time no, it's because it's, it's, it's about time I was right the film is about time yeah but, but yeah. the actual film about time does not star Justin Timberlake. No, but I'm saying the film is about time. Like it, the, the topic of a film is time. It's about like time. We're having this conversation in time, so because I don't give a film. Never mind. Um, I had a different phrase in mind, and it just. Well, I don't even have my metronome. Um, in time is a film in which Justin Timberlake gambles with like seconds. He plays a clock because he yeah he doesn't know yeah. he does he basically plays it. <laughs> he has a clock on his hand and the clock tells him when he's going to die. Wait, and wait. his mum's played by just, ju- Justin so, Timberlake so, plays a CGI character who's like a clock with really long legs and he walks <laughs> around. Um, and people are ah, oh, I'm going to clean your clock, pal. And he's like, oh, and he's, no. Uh, he's, he's constantly accompanied by an animated friend that only he can see. <laughs> and it's the it's the animated clock from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> but he is already a clock. But it's I know, but yeah. he's got a smaller, oh, like a, a smaller clock. cartoon clock who follows him around. Over. He's he's a live action clock. Yeah, he's yeah. basically just a grandfather clock. But, but the face <laughs> of the clock is Justin Timberlake. But then he's a grandfather clock. The smaller clock's a father clock, and then that clock's got a smaller clock who's the sun clock. Well, it's not like a fucking collection of Russian nesting clocks. Russian <laughs> nesting clocks. <laughs> like, Episode name, baby! <laughs> Already there. So, um, one bit of advice that I've got to yeah. people who, uh, who might want to lose weight is uh, to just do what everyone else does at the New Year, which is to sign up for a 12-month gym contract, but only attend the first three weeks. Yep, that's, yeah, yeah. that's an original observation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, Am I right? You are basically going to be on Live with the Apollo next week. Wait until you, you hear what I've got to say you want to know something else? Right, you know when you have a baby, you get really tired because it wakes you up all the time. Have you, have, original have, comedy. Have you noticed how men always leave the toilet seat up? Oh man! Well, but women always want it left down. Yeah, it's it's like men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Have, have you ever noticed how you graduate university and enter a period of sheer existential dread where you can't find your place in the world? <laughs> have you ever noticed that Britain let voted to leave the EU? Have you ever noticed that Donald Trump takes power tomorrow? <laughs> have you have you ever noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Well, well, I don't know. At least it'll be quick, because we'll probably be wiped out in a nuclear Armageddon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? At least the um, at least the Russian ambassador getting shot, that didn't cause World War Three. That was okay. That was all right. That blew that was... over, didn't it? Yeah. I enjoyed the, in the news where they were uh, sort of trying to analyse, like, okay, so exactly how quickly do you think the Turkish president made that fucking phone call to Putin? Just like, just bring me the phone quickly. Like I have, I have some some bruised egos to soothe. I am so sorry. <laughs> it's like so. I don't know if you've if you've seen uh, Vlad. Can I call you Vlad? No. Is that the Vladimir, Mr. Putin? Yes, Mr. Putin, of course. Um, now I, I, I don't know if you've turned the news on, but one of my Secret Service agents might have shot and killed your ambassador. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, why would he do that? And you you know what, Vlad? I don't know why he'd do that either. But I think we can all agree that we're going to move on and not let this damage any relations. Have you, have you heard that theory that 
um, Vladimir Putin's got Asperger's. Mm. Oh yeah. Do you think nothing happened because he was too busy watching the playlist of Yogscast? <laughs> <laughs> Playing Minecraft in his basement. <laughs> Have you ever seen that um, where he uh, brought that dog? to that meeting with Angela Merkel mm. oh, who, yeah. who has a, a huge huge phobia of dogs <laughs> and then uh, there's this one picture they're sat in chairs and Merkel's sort of recoiling in horror at this dog and Putin sat there like a fucking satisfied potato <laughs> looking fucking so smug with I didn't bat. intend to scare I am sorry Mrs Merkel I did not intend to scare you by bringing a dog to the meeting <laughs> Um, so, the second tip that I've, uh, I've got, to uh, anyone who might want to uh, stop smoking, now, uh, a lot of people will tell you, anyone who's ever tried to quit smoking, mm-hmm. will say, one of the hardest parts is cutting down on the actual physical action of yeah. smoking. So they might mm-hmm. catch themselves uh, smoking pens, things like that. Yeah. So, um, the obvious way to uh, stop yourself doing that is to just cut off all of your fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, yeah. you can't do it. You've got, no, you've got bigger then, things to worry about. But then you accidentally end up sort of trying to smoke your fingers. Yeah, oh, I suppose right, so. Would you, yeah. James, as anyone in this room with a smoking habit, would you like to try this? My uh, <laughs> my mum listens to this podcast. <laughs> Sally, Sally Bosson, as your son has a smoking. Habit. <laughs> Sorry, mum. Yeah, if, if you want, I mean, like we, we can do a bit of a behind the scenes, like a uh, post podcasting, where yeah. we just like we'll put my hand on the block and take yeah, a big cleaver. Yeah. Well, you started for this now. This could go. be the next live show. We yeah. can do hey. that with it's, it's, it's the changing face of comedy in 2017. It's all about full on gore. It's all Speaking you think of Oscar baiting with verbal discharge. Hey. Uh, live at Quad in Derby on the 22nd of February. It'd yeah. be awesome to see you there, dear listeners. Come along at half seven at Quad. We're in the digital suite. It's going to be all Oscary and Hollywoody and movie And it'll be great. It'll be really, really good. So it'll please be come along. Top quality. So, what are the resolutions you have, James? Um, wait, I've still got one more to go here. I said, what are the resolutions you have? Oh, well, there's only one. Oh, yeah, you dream- I, I, I was, I was comp patrolling. I was bringing it back. Okay, well, um, the, the third tip, um, obviously people might want to save money in the new year. Might, oh, might want to yeah. uh, uh, help themselves uh, generate a bit of a lucrative savings. Yeah. So when people want to save money, um, it's actually, uh, it's really, really easy to save money. Is it? Yeah. yeah, all you do is you go into your online banking, yeah. you uh, click file and then click save as. <laughs> Robbie, please insert, no, no, no. A, please insert a cricket I joke. I am recording this in my house. Miss <laughs> Alice now. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good, good point. Well, well made. Can you add some comedy sound effects to that in, a, in post, Robbie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, add, literally add, add, add a cricket chirping. Or a, or a deflating trombone. Do you have to have an inflatable trombone in the first place? Yeah, it's just when you let you can't the, play that. Yeah, but right. you blow into a trombone, so you're just blowing up further all the time. So when you let the air out of it, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, with, with, with the, you know, if we're doing different things in the podcast in 2017, can we, just, we can add a laugh track as well. You know, Big Bang Theory, it's going well for them. I mean, there's no jokes in it, but as long as there's a laugh track, it like shows you when to laugh. And they all get $1 million per episode. Yeah. I mean, we're not on anywhere near that, that, Is that, that salary. that the only thing we're missing? Yeah. We a laugh need track. a laugh track. I mean, that be worth a million dollars I mean, episode. we're funny nerds. I think. But cynical ones. I think this is perhaps worth experimenting with. Okay, do, do, do you want to do an improv skit right now? Yeah, then that's what I'm thinking. You, you, yeah, you, you yeah. put a laugh track into it in post. Could we could could we add in like some title sequences? Yeah, yeah. So in, the title in, sequence. in, in place of this. That, so this right. is going three, two. I'm, I'm going to enter through the door. Okay. Okay. Oh, there's, there's, there's going to be a cheer after this. Like, yeah, remember, 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 do, do, do yeah. the title sequence before I walk in. Remember to leave pauses after every line for a laugh track. So recorded before a live studio audience. Now we're back with America's favourite family. In comes Ben. Hi guys. Hi. It's me. I've just come back from the store. How was the store? Did you buy bread? Oh boy, they're out of bread. But I brought milk. Do you know what I love about milk? What do you love about milk? Cows. Cows. Who could that be? 
Could... It's me, the owner of the store. Oh boy, the store owner. I just saw you at the store. You didn't pay for any of the milk. I'll just turn out my pocket see if there's no money. There's no money. Oh no! It's almost like we're in an economic downturn. <laughs> <laughs> Never last we're gonna be added in post, James. Sorry. You've ruined everything. Oh You've ruined yeah. the show. Oh oh no, it looks like the purpose of the episode is gonna be me and Robbie are gonna have to go out and find some money to oh, pay no. for this milk bread. Where could we possibly go to get money? I think we could go to the bank. Let's put on the news to see if there's any updates on the bank being out of money. No, I think I have an idea. Let's go to the bank. <laughs> scene change. Scene trans. Okay, here we are at the oh, bank. Hello, hi. Welcome to the bank. How, how can I help you? Hello, the bank. I'd like some money, please. How much money would you like to withdraw from me, the bank? I'd like enough money to buy a milk bread. Okay, let me just check your account. Can I take your surname, please? Is that a duck? <laughs> what a hilarious place to see a comedy animal. That in the last episode, is that a callback? That isn't just any, any duck. That's Norman, our favourite duck. Oh, boy. Remember, viewers, you can buy your Is That a Duck shirt today on our online store. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just trying to do my job here. Can you, like, like there, there's a queue. Come on, can you just can you give me a fucking surname? But we're having shenanigans. Well, I don't care about shenanigans. You're holding up the line. Please pause for laughs. Mr. Banker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, sorry. Can, 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 can I take a surname is, on the account? He is Ben, America's Favourite Family. And I'm Robbie, America's Favourite Family. We are America's Favourite Family. America's Favourite uh, uh, how much money would you like to withdraw? Enough money for a milk bread. Uh, I'm sorry, Ben, America's favourite family. Um, it seems that you've, uh, you're have you actually £3,000 overdrawn. What? And I'm looking at the camera. What? We're just going to have to make some money. Wah, wah, wah. Let's go to the money mill where we make money. <laughs> no, I have an idea. Let's go to the money mill where we make money. Scene transition to the money mill. <laughs> I swear, you always take my best ideas there. Uh, Why are you saying that? We've just arrived at the money mill. Because that's what we say. We, yeah, com- we continue the conversation. We just ha- speak in between the scene transitions. Hello. Hi, it's me, the money mill. How <laughs> can I help you? We'd like to make some money, please. Okay, well, just go out and get some money grain. Okay. And we'll grow it into some money. Wait a second. Is this drugs? Don't ask questions. It's me, the money mill. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Well, Keep picking that grain. It's me, the money mill. I, I, I feel like some, this is, this is a, um, an analogue for something else. This feels like an allegory for, for something that, that's the moral of this, this episode. But I, I have conscious about it, but I think Robbie is going to do it anyway. Robbie, what do you think? I personally think this is... Um, well, I mean, it's complicated, really. I think it's a complicated idea. Here, let me soothe those complications with my insistent, Mr. Colombian Farmer Embroiled in a Drug War. Hello, it's me, the Colombian Farmer Embroiled in a Drug Law, the, reter- the recurring character. Drug <laughs> Law, Drug law. Drug <laughs> I am the drug. I am the DEA. You're all under arrest. Oh no! Well, how are they going to get out of this one? Better. I guess. I guess we we'll have to find out next episode. The show was cancelled after the first episode. Never made it past the pilot. You know, I'll, I'll be honest though. If I was in charge of uh, commissioning shows, I wouldn't fucking commission that. I <laughs> yeah. Fucking wouldn't. No. I'd be like, like I, would, I would get two minutes no, into that. It's before. part of their like Thursday night lineup with the French Arthur Dynasty. <laughs> that is a callback and a half. Oh, no, no. I, I think if, if there was any place for that show, it'd be at three in the morning. <laughs> no one was awake to watch it. Bit on BBC Three, which doesn't exist anymore. So even more yeah. so. Yeah. 
rougher around the edges than your mom's arsehole. Is that is that possible? Who knows? Phil discharge. So we're doing a film themed show, an Oscar themed show on the twenty second February, as yes. previously mentioned. Yes, yes, yes. This is an exciting thing. But I was on a bus the other day. Well, that's pretty exciting. It wasn't even a bus. What? What twist? It was a mini bus. Oh, oh how mini? Boy. I'm basically M Night Shyamalan. Uh, relatively mini. It was like for a work thing. Um, Bigger than a Mini Cooper, smaller than a bus. Yeah. Yeah. Admittedly, there's there's, there's yeah, quite like, a there's, few things. There's, that there's are quite that are a range that. there. Yeah. Much every like car. a horse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, a mini is a Mini Cooper bigger than a bus. A horse is taller. Yeah, but it like, depends on the horse. I, I think generally the horse just for the sake of mass. Yeah. Like if you were to throw a Mini Cooper and a horse together, yeah. the horse would be more hurt because it can feel pain and the car can't. <laughs> oh, you don't know that. Yeah, have you seen cars? The new one's coming out soon. Looks like Lightning Queen, McQueen feels a lot of pain in that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a, I think, and someone at one point started talking about films and that. And I have this thing like when people have mentioned films, invariably. Well, I've seen all the films that came up, um, as happens too often, but like I don't have a strong enough opinion on them, even though I'm the only person who hasn't seen them. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So like I had this, I was the only person with that strong opinion on Collateral Beauty, despite being the only one that's seen it. Um, <laughs> so there we go. Um, it's not great. It's kind of like entertaining. Like you can sit. I didn't feel like I wasted two hours. But at the same time, it's not very good. What's the basic gist of the film? What what, okay. what, what do we the, need to know? The Right, the trailers sell it as Will Smith writes letters to Concept. love, time and death. Except for that you get into the film and actually what goes on is that his co-workers, who are played by Kate Winslet, Michael Peña and Edward Norton... And they like, each love death and the other no, one. No, no, no. No, no, no. The, the script, right, the script feels a lot like it's been Edward norton in that way that uh, he's signed on to do the film and then rewritten the film so his character gets as much screen time as Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so as as he's done before. Um, is, that, is that a thing that he does? Yeah, yeah. He, he, I forgot what the film was, but I think it might have been The Incredible Hulk, actually. That he said he'd oh, only wow. sign on to do it if he got to rewrite the script um, and he got to, any changes he suggested got made and he's sort of known for doing this and for just going and rewriting oh, script and just handing it to the I remember in the, uh, in the original cut of um, American History X mm. it was actually just about um, it was about a relatively uneventful day in an American high school yeah. at which point Edward Norton appears with a swastika tattoo and says not that fond of black people <laughs> but then obviously you know he swept in rewrote the entire thing yeah. and you go what's he like um, but no, the <laughs> classic Edward Norton with a swastika tattoo <laughs> <laughs> oh what are you like, Ed? <laughs> Eddie. The film instead is about, um, and this is a tangent in itself, but um, Edward Norton one day is in a, basically they start to get worried about Will Smith because his, his son, his daughter died, right? And he's yeah. really sad, as you would be when your daughter dies. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, I mean, you know, they say art imitates life. Well, life imitates art, and people are sad when the daughter dies. So, that's, <laughs> but, for, for, I mean, I mean, from the start, it's a pretty believable film. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, um, sounds good so far. So, Will Smith, um, basically, he gets so sad that all he does when he goes into work, and he's like the big boss of this business company that where they do business, where the others work. Uh, all he does when he goes into work is make like domino structures, which is just like the just big metaphors, basically. Um, <laughs> and then, and like the film ends with him knocking them over, and it's like, oh, symbolic. Um, but then no the the film basically turns on they decide that because they can't get him to sign on for some big deal that will save their career and save the company um, they want to prove that Will Smith is clinically insane so in order to do this they hire actors to play Love, Time and Death mm-hmm. um, and then film them in the street Will Smith having conversations and then digitally remove them so that they can prove that he is legally clinically they can frame him for being legally clinically insane See, um, see, see! I, I heard, I heard this description of the premise, and uh, I hadn't heard it since, so I wasn't sure if I dreamt it. No, that's real. That's real. Yeah, yeah. it's about. It's really sort of nasty, but sort of because it's sort of sweet and charming, and Keira Knightley's in it. Yeah. Oh. I mean, what what I thought was happened was what happened was uh, I had that. Uh, um, I thought about that concept, or like someone someone said it to me, but then someone filmed it and edited it out to make me look like <laughs> I was insane. But this isn't the point. So this wasn't the point. Um, so sorry, I just I need to know who plays Death. Uh, Helen Mirren. Time. Uh, a young black kid. Love. Keira Knightley. 
Okay. Yeah. I, I can, I can so, see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the basically, yeah, I was on this bus, and someone after that said, like, oh, have you seen every film? And I said, no. But then people started listing, like, the most obscure film they could think of, and I'd seen them all. Um, like, so someone... dude, like, did, how, how did this happen? Like, did, did you, like, spread that um, button to the conversation with it, or did, 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 did some, like... Um, some like film gang like corny on the bus like oi hey you've seen every film Robbie Owen and have, you, have you seen this one <laughs> and it's just like the DVDs I have for lunch money so, all, have you seen in Shad Andalus no well fucking idiot they're all holding you up with like really sharpened DVD cases <laughs> <laughs> but you watch one DVD not even Blu-ray so, have, uh, you, have you seen a trip to the moon <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Straw Man 2 Shot in 1916. <laughs> Have you seen the Lumiere Brothers original footage? Have you seen... Of, of factory doors opening with horses coming out of it. Have you, have you seen the original Nosferatu? Predates um, sound. Have you seen the original reel of Nosferatu? What seen... in the cinema it first came out in? You're not a real film fan. I bet you didn't even direct Goodfellas. <laughs> have, you, have you seen Cave Paintings by Neolithic Tribes people? Well, yeah, you, have, you haven't seen all the films, have you? Have um, you seen a zoetrope? But it got to the point where someone said that, as a joke, yeah, have you seen E.T.? Under the assumption that everyone's seen E.T. And I haven't seen E.T. Um, really? I've never seen E.T., no. I've so, seen it the way of way through. I remember my parents renting it, and it, it really frightened me when I was little. So I thought, what I'm going to do in the next week is I'm going to watch ET. But before I do that, I've made some predictions. Oh boy! So I'm going to read out this. I've made ten predictions based on just what I've heard about mm. ET through pop culture and so on. So okay. James, you've seen ET. I have ben, seen, you've seen ET. Seen I've seen most of ET. Okay. I, I, I can probably list. Plot point, you, plot point. I, I, I imagine you've at least heard the rest of E.T. when yeah, cameraing yeah. behind the set Try necessarily not to spoil the film too much for me, but I'm going to read out my predictions okay. for what I think is going to happen in E.T. And depending on whether it's going to be interesting or not, I may report by next week. Okay, okay. so, okay. so, okay. so okay. listen to your predictions, respond to them without spoiling the film. Can I, <laughs> possible. Okay. Can I, can I give us a clickbait title before you go? Go on. You won't believe this man's take on E.T. who hasn't seen E.T., <laughs> okay, go. That, that's um, that's going to be that's going to be the title of the podcast. So, number one, uh, I know there's a scene where ET phones home, uh, but my prediction is that he, when he goes to phone home, he'll just get through to like a calling branch. Um, <laughs> he'll be like, four phones home, dial one. No, he, four... he no, he just dies at the end. Okay. Um... <laughs> Are you small, ET? <laughs> um... <laughs> Right, and he gets through to yeah. No, I. No, I reckon there's going to be forty, like forty minutes in which he just sits there, like listening to like royalty-free jazz. <laughs> he, just, he just listens to the dial, dial tone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, that's one of my predictions. Like, ET spends forty minutes listening to royalty-free jazz. Does that happen? What if, what if, what if ET was modern day? Do you think he'd Skype home? <laughs> Do you think he'd WhatsApp home? <laughs> oh man! Do you um, think okay. he'd get an iPad? <laughs> Um, then uh, there's obviously the bit as well, the iconic shot where E.T. like flies on a bike with yeah, the kid yeah. through the sky. Yeah. Uh, but I reckon like it's almost like you know the bit in Totally Dynamite where he does like the little jump. Yeah. I reckon it's more like that, but it's just a clever shot like angled up towards the moon, and yeah. they actually go like like a yard off the ground. It, like it, it, actually, it didn't actually uh, jump; was just no ground beneath him. He's actually wearing. <laughs> it's actually a full, falling. Really he's wearing far. a full evil can evil jumpsuit, and <laughs> Highway to the Danger Zone is playing throughout the entire scene. <laughs> Um, prediction number three uh, I think there's going to be a joke where someone like E.T. says something about I'm going to phone home and someone's like hey can you use your brain phone to order a pizza <laughs> and like someone from the Bronx comes in like, gonna, like the family's going to think of the best friend and just and, quips the entire and, and then, then E.T. and Billy just go Jimmy and he goes wah, wah. wait no the kid's not called Billy no Billy's the kid from Gremlins what man about I can't remember the much better Elliot. films Elliot Elliot that Elliot that I know, yeah. how is the one person who hasn't seen E.T. know, know the name of the, the kid from E.T. No. <laughs> um, my next prediction is that E.T. being stranded on Earth is going to be a metaphor for the kid being lonely you know that that one's actually pretty accurate yeah that's, uh, you can look at it yeah. that's going to be a metaphor yeah, yeah, yeah nice yeah. one Spielberg uh, speaking of Spielberg uh, Steven Spielberg is going to have a cameo as his best friend Michael Gibson. <laughs> Michael Gibson. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at my. He's one who has to order the pizza. It's me, Michael Gibson. Uh, he's his best friend. No, he's his best friend. <laughs> he's the one who has to order the pizza. 
Can you order me a pizza, E.T.? But he's, but he's there, like, like, he's got the voice, but he is, he is completely Steven Spielberg. No, like, there, there is no attempt at costume design. He's there in the cap and the jacket. Yeah, he's, and, and he's sitting in the director's chair. And he does that Steven Spielberg thing where he puts his fingertips together and presses them to his chin. And he's wearing, like, the, the baseball cap, and the, he's got the megaphone, like, all the stereotypes. Um, no, the actual, E.T.'s best friend is actually, and I know this because I've seen E.T. Uh, further to the other stereotypes, E.T.'s it's, only in the film because he had sex with him. <laughs> Fan um, theory. <laughs> Steven Spielberg fucked E.T. Um, no, E.T.'s best friend is actually called Microchip, Microchip the Space Camel. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just imagining the turn little camel who floats around a flying saucer. He's <laughs> Hi, E.T., I'm Microchip. I'm your, I'm your, your space couple guidance system. Press X to jump. I am Microchip. No, that, that's that's in, the, uh, in the extended one where the uh, entire first half hour is a tutorial sequence. I was going to say, my, Microchip saying to E.T., Press the action button to, to interact with the door. No, but that, and you can't figure out no, which one no, the action button is. That, this is the director's cut edition, uh, edition one to give more background on microchip with space camel. I swear, I swear the director's cut version is better. I swear it makes the film watchable, guys. <laughs> uh, my next prediction: Raheem Sterling will score the win in the 86th minute. Goal given despite blatant offside. Uh, then my next prediction: <laughs> is No, that, that happens in it. That does yeah. happen. Um, the real Slim Shady plays over the credits. Um, alongside, <laughs> alongside E.T. lip syncing to it like in like Gangnam Style in the second most iconic family movie of all time which is of course The Nut Job <laughs> and Catherine Hagel don't fucking joke about that film Robbie <laughs> I had to work in the cinema when that was I had on to, I watched it I had, to, I had to watch it all the fucking time I had to watch the Gangnam Style credits at least 20 times in oh, my right. time I, working I thought, in the I cinema I thought you were saying that you had to watch the entire film I was like Ben that's not what you were employed no, to I, do I had <laughs> to, you weren't employed to watch The Nut Job 20 times and psychologically Torture yourself. <laughs> You're mostly just there to like clean up popcorn that people have thrown across seats like fucking animals. Oh boy. I still remember when we were working at the cinema, like, do you remember every single time you had to clean a showing of Sean the Sheep? And it was just destroyed. And then whenever you had to. Um, I thought you said, we, I thought we agreed you wouldn't talk about this. Case. And then whenever you had to clean up a showing for, say, like, while we're young. Which was, was is that a no about no, yeah. They're always spotless. Yeah. Audiences were no about back they don't make a mess. You gave exactly the same examples when you were talking about this at the time. I know. It's because yeah. either I, I just thought I'd readdress them because I don't think I ever actually said it on the podcast. For the for new viewers of the show, James has dementia. <laughs> um, next prediction E.T. will crash land in the family's back garden as they're having an argument. And they'll head outside to see what's going on alongside Jimmy from the Bronx. Um, but it'll eventually... It vaporises the father. <laughs> yeah. eventually... I'm your daddy now. And <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the film is about... Uh, E.T. as a stepdad trying to um, <laughs> tr- trying to get Elliot to love him. So it's like, he's like, Elliot, I'm not trying to be your dad. And like, is it, like, I know I'm not your father, <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> But I love you all the same. <laughs> <laughs> then, and then right at the end, uh, Elliot like starts calling me T. He says, "What do you say, Dad?" <laughs> and a single tear rolls down his weird brown alien cheek. <laughs> and then he fucks Elliot's mum <laughs> in front of the entire family. <laughs> That's a show of dominance. <laughs> and then he vaporizes the mother. <laughs> I'm your mother now as well. <laughs> throughout, the, throughout the film, um, E.T. keeps telephony for leaving his shoes on the floor. And he goes, you're not my real dad! And he runs upstairs crying. He's like, what did I say? Like, I don't know how to speak to that boy. <laughs> he buys the PlayStation at Christmas. It's like a make-up for it. And Elliot throws it away. Just like, you can't buy my love, dad! <laughs> Can can that be our Tosca the Verbal Discharge podcast? <laughs> Alien stepdads. <laughs> can coming, we then get a coming this summer a spin-off animated series about Jimmy and Microchip the Space Camel who, uh, who, 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 who watches uh, Elliot's father is vaporised and then leave and go off on a series of intergalactic like, misadventures. <laughs> it, t- it takes place in the same universe, but Microchip the Space Camel doesn't get involved at all. He watches his dad like get vaporised and then and then ET take over. And he's like, well, it's a tough situation, but I'm not emotionally equipped to deal with this. And then like, flies up into space. 
space and the rest of a series of his events in space with no other callbacks than that. Every so often he would think about it. The opening theme song every week refers to the fact that he was an emotionally equipped to deal with the situation. He's like, wow, I'm going to excuse myself from this situation. (laughs) Microchip the space camel, he's not emotionally evolved. (laughs) And then he leaves shot of him just shrugging. Oh, well... I think we should pitch this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, in, in light of what I said about our early attempt, and I wouldn't commission it. I would, I would commission the fuck out of this the second <laughs> it was dropped on my desk. Can, can, can we like create our own version of? Do you remember Cartoon All Stars Saves the Kids or whatever? What I yeah, 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 yeah. With um, I don't think Robbie saw it when uh, I showed James and I'm Jordan. Aware of it, yeah, yeah. That what one about various cartoons? Yeah, uh, coming together to, to like it's an anti-drugs thing with cartoons. Yeah. It's just yeah. it, it's really really weird. Like having um, Gar- seeing, Gar- Garfield. seeing all of your childhood heroes talk about drugs so openly, and there's a really weird bit when Bugs Bunny comes out and he's like, "Is that a joint?" He's like, "Is that a joint? <laughs> don't smoke that. Have a carrot instead." I like I like how Bugs Bunny knows what a joint is. Also, like, there's, a, there's a scene where Garfield goes, "Is that lasagna? No, it's crack." <laughs> that, no, that is that is that is lifted straight from. No, it's not. I made that up, James. Oh, well, I I took it. you're a fucking liar. I caught you in the act. Do you remember the bit when they meet the uh, Ninja Turtles and you think it's just going to be Leonardo the entire way through, and then they uh, <laughs> they, they go down into the sewers and Donatello's got a belt round his arm and he's got you a spoon. Why do you think we live in the sewers, man? It's because they're We're fucking heroin addicts. They're getting all the heroin that gets. Washed away. What do you think the magic ooze was? That turned him into Ninja Turtles. His drugs. <laughs> it wasn't heroin. Yeah, it was, it was slimy heroin. Anyway, let's get back into the uh, predictions of E.T., Robbie. Yeah, um, so my next prediction for E.T. is that one of the parents is really, probably one that gets vaporised, is really against the concept of having E.T., but comes around to... To, to love E.T. and accept as part of the family because he just loves their kids so goddamn much we just talked about this accepting E.T. as a stepdad yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and my final prediction for E.T. <laughs> imagine like walking in to see your mum getting fucked by E.T. <laughs> as E.T. slowly turns his beanstalk <laughs> in the head to look, to look Elliot dead in his life <laughs> Elliot stares back into E.T.'s cold uncaring eyes I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen this new Grimes animation <laughs> um, do you remember the uh, the end when if you uh, click fast enough E.T. starts fire hosing cum <laughs> through Elliot's mother's entire body or at the end when it says the end when he clicked the word the um, it leads to a secret scene. <laughs> what happens? Like Homestar Runner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like every good animation on Newgrounds. Yeah. Um, my final prediction, there's at least one swear word slash bum that all parents forget is in the film when they show their kids. Pretty <laughs> much like the entirety of Ghostbusters. Oh, boy. Like, if you like, everyone forgets there's a ghost blowjob scene in Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. When people show their kid, like, no, don't show them Ghostbusters. Also, I, I remember, like, when I when I first saw that film, like, obviously being quite young, and I asked my parents, like, like oh, what, what's going on there? And I think my dad was just like, oh, she's just taking off his trousers because he's had a long day, he wants to sleep. <laughs> just like, Fair enough, the ghost's just helping him get comfy. He really appreciates that, it, it, like, the look, it, by the it, look on his you, face. You, you know the worst part of a 2016 all-female Ghostbusters remake? <laughs> the fact that none of the other female Ghostbusters get eaten out by a ghost. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean none of the others? As in, as in it happens to one of them? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> but, but, but not all of them. And, and, and then the other person's like, oh, please, I want to go. The bit where uh, the bit where Kirsten Wig has just a really impassioned, aggressive sex with, like, the spectre of a dead father. She's just, <laughs> she's like, keeps, keeps telling the ghost... killed, of course, by E.T. Keeps telling the ghost that we did it wrong, and then just, like, gives up and just... Just sits lies there anyway, not enjoying it, not fully enjoying it. Just now, just like you know, just, just, just finish. Just yeah, finish. yeah. The, the, the sort of like licking two centimeters away from the clitoris. And just I, like, so I, just, I, just a bit higher. Just, yeah, yeah. He, he's like, I'll do it in my own time. <laughs> but he's got like a massive expandable ghost tongue, so it's okay. <laughs> but it, it all misses. He's <laughs> <laughs> every other inch yeah. of the body. It's, it, think, it's, it's just a waste of talent, really. I think that that's the one thing that uh, perhaps the Ghostbusters films have always been missing. Not 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 characters having sexual relations with ghosts. Characters having really dispassioned sex with ghosts. <laughs> dispassioned oral sex from ghosts. I um. But if Episode was... name <laughs> for the third time. Second. No, but, uh, I, I said I think there's been three instances. Has there? Yes. Robbie, recap. 
I'm pretty sure there's only. Been, I only remember two, but I'm sure there's there's other contenders. Yeah, so. that's probably another one. Okay, we, we cut that in the supercar. <laughs> <laughs> but like, please frame it like it's echoey, like we're having a dream. You know what, Robbie? I, I'd say that for all of the predictions you made there, you, mm. you've got a pretty good grasp on the key core plot points mm. of the ET movie. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the ET movie before we remake it with <laughs> Alien Step Space back. Camel and Sex. <laughs> I'm Hapthor Julius Bjornsson. And when I'm not out winning world's strongest men competitions, I like to kick back and listen to verbal discharge. Wasn't even his voice. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that. Art, theater. Jordan Bowen. Hi guys, we we know our, our good One of these Jordan. things is not like the other. No, they it all comes together. Jordan Bowen is art. He is theater. He's, he's far above it. He's far above. Of it. course, well, he's, yeah. He's, he's not a theater. He's a man. Yeah, well, he's not. Well, he's arguably he's an art no, himself. He, he is all the art. But as we all know, like with all our dealings with Jordan Bowen, we get into right scriptural sometimes and other stuff. Really, uh, it's very hard to get in contact with him. He's, oh, a, very yeah. busy, he's, he's, a, he's a very reclusive and uh, dare I say distant like, man. He, he spends a lot of his time like he's really busy. He spends most of his time just busy. Being a reclusive genius, yeah, yeah, like, he, uh, he will often just retreat onto the mountains for yeah. weeks at a time and, and eat nothing but berries and yeah. the bone marrow Talk to of deceased goats. mountain goats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like um, we were trying to contact him for a while at some point and we weren't we weren't getting through to him and it was it was just very difficult and it like honestly it, it drove me crazy mm. and uh, I lost my mind for a good several months. Um, you have no idea how hard it was, like just yeah. getting that script for the live show. Yeah. Which none of you turned up to. Yeah. Okay. Like that that was that was that was tricky. That yeah. that cost Jordan his life. And and, be, yeah. and because, because I lost my mind all that time, I spent all the time in the cellar um, working on some sort of simulacrum of Jordan. Yeah. Making some sort of automaton version of him mm. to possibly take his place and hopefully fill the void. So he's uh, called Jordan Robowin. Um no, he, he came through as uh, Jordan Bowen Tron five thousand. Um that's what I meant. Yes, he, he, he was a 5,000 to Sorry, one. Did, did, I, did I say that wrong? Yeah, you <coughs> Sorry, did. Sorry, let me throw um, He was a 5,000 to one. I did make 5,000 Jordan Boentrons. Uh, a lot of them are still screaming in, in, my, in my cellar. Well, the chances it, it happened, the one that happened to work was a round number. Yeah, it was a good round number. I mean, so it's a one in 5,000 shot, really. I mean, I mean, someone didn't bother to count. Um, but the thing with Jordan Boentron, he is capable of writing incredible works of art. Yeah. Um, just like... That obviously, well, not, I, I, not, I, not, not to the level of Jordan no, himself. I suppose that that's yet to be seen, though. Of course, yeah. But it's what? sort of like the difference between like having an actual animal, yeah. and having a creature from sport. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like they're still good, but yeah. they don't have quite the level of like evolutionary detail. I mean, Jordan Bowentron like sort of clips into himself sometimes, yeah. like like creature from sport. Um, sometimes, so, so, sometimes it comes through shaped like a giant penis and get banged. He can't quite walk sideways because his legs weren't fitted correctly. Yeah, and also he's just overall quite disappointing, like sport. <laughs> um, but fortunately, um, one of the many, many scripts that uh, John Bone from Five Thousand came out with, um, he came out with an incredible magnum opus called "Capable of Flight." Big Paul. It is a uh, movie script, mm-hmm. and uh, we have all assigned roles for a table read of yes. uh, "Capable of Flight." Oh, Big yes. Paul. Um, Robbie will be doing the stage directions. Um, James uh, will be doing the voices of Trundle and Duke. And I'll be doing the voices of Rick and Jones. Mm. So let's get right into this. Not, not the voice of Rick Jones. Not Rick Jones. No, these are two completely different people, Rick and Jones. So shall we uh, go right from, uh, right yes. from the top? Table this reads is... before we, the full stage production. This is Capable of Flight, Big Paul. By the Jordan Bowentron 5000, a randomly generated script. Um, interior, the bin. Afternoon. Wrong ferryman. <laughs> okay. Wrong ferryman. See, it's worth saying. So, so we've started worth... off on an incom- like a very difficult to comprehend <laughs> two words. Me and James have never seen this before. No, we are not. No. Ben, how many, have you seen? I, I, you I, I, I've had plenty of times to pour over the scripts like when I was spending those months in the cellar with okay. John Bowentron and, <laughs> and all his predecessors. Um, so this, this makes sense to me. Wrong ferryman Blong Trumble is arguing with invisible dog lawyer Mr. Rick Humble. Good. Good, okay. Trum- Trundle tries to hug Rick, but she shakes him off. Wait, Rick is a female? Yeah. <laughs> Please, Rick, don't leave me. I'm sorry. 
but I'm looking for somebody a bit more brave. Somebody who faces his fears head on instead of running away. I am such a person. Rick frowns. I'm sorry. I just don't feel excited about this relationship anymore. Rick leaves. Trundle sits down, looking defeated. Oh, no. Moments later... <laughs> Ambidextrous swordsman. Lip shit. <laughs> Barges in, looking flustered. Goodness, is everything okay? Oh, no, wait. I, I slipped out. I, I went into the wrong accent there. What voice was I oh, doing? You're going to have a conversation with yourself there, James. What voice was it doing for Trundle so far? It was kind of like... A... Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's okay. Goodness, is everything okay? I'm afraid not. What is it? Uh, <coughs> this is a really painful series of voices. <laughs> I might have to change them. Wait, Trundle's just going to be my voice. Okay. What is it? Don't keep me in suspense. It's... A big Paul! I saw an evil big Paul backflip a bunch of elderly gents! Defenseless elderly gents? Yeah! Defenseless elderly gents! Blooming heck, oh, we've got to do something. I agree, but I wouldn't know where to start. You can start by telling me where this happened. I was... Duke fans himself and begins to wheeze. Focus! Focus! Where did it happen? Hell! That's right! Hell! Trundle springs up and begins to run. Interior, exterior rather, a road, continuous. Trundle rushes along the street, followed by Doog. They take a shortcut through some back gardens, jumping fences along the way. Is this a Cornetto film? I think so. Um, interior, hell, shortly after. Wait, did they just run down a road to hell? <laughs> hell. Yeah, it seemed that way. Yes. So hell's a fucking physical location you can reach on Google Maps. The pharmacist. Um... Jones, a capable of flight big portal. Ter- what? Wait, so Jones, Jones himself is... Is a, is a big paw who's ter- <laughs> is capable of flight. <laughs> Terrorises two elderly gents. What a specific stage instruction. Trundle, closely followed by Duke, rushes towards Jones, but suddenly stops in his tracks. What is his? What's the matter? Now says, what is it? Still glitching the system. I'll fix that in Jumbo and Tron. What is is? What's the matter? That's not just any old Big Paul. That's Jones. Who's Jones? Who's Jones? Who's Jones? Only the most capable of flight Big Paul <laughs> of the universe. Lincoln Knickers. <laughs> we're going to need some help if we're going to have the most capable of flight Big Paul in the universe. <laughs> You can say that again. Blinking knicker. Is that the same line? He said it again. He you can say that again. again. So he says it again. Oh, it's a you. procedurally generated Blinking joke. Knickers. We're going to need some help and we're going to stab the most capable of fly Big Paul in the universe. I'm going to need that gun that shoots smaller guns. Lots of gun that shoots smaller guns. Turns and see. And she grins an evil gun. <laughs> Trundle. We meet again. You met? Yeah, it was a long, long time ago. Exterior, park, back in time. A young Trundle, which is another film starring Justin Timberlake. A young Trundle <laughs> is sitting in a park listening to some post-Avon Nietzsche core music when suddenly a dark shadow casts over him. He looks up and sees Jones. He takes off his headphones. Would you like some poison? Trundle's eyes begin to light up. Then he studies Jones more clearly and looks uneasy. I don't know. You look kind of capable of flight. Me? No. I'm not capable of flight. I'm the least capable of flight Big Paul in the world. Wait, you're a Big Paul? Trunda runs away screaming. Ah! <laughs> uh, we're back to hell in the present day. You were a coward then, and you are a coward now. You, you ran away? I was a young child. What was I supposed to do? Trundle turns to Jones. I may have run away from you then, but I won't run away this time. Trundle runs away. (laughs) He turns back and shouts. I mean, I am running away, but I'll be back with gun that shoots smaller guns. I'm not scared of you. You should be. Exterior gypsy camp late that day. Trundle and Duke walk around searching for something. I feel sure I left my gun that shoots smaller guns somewhere around here. Are you sure? It doesn't seem like an odd place to keep a deadly gun that shoots smaller guns. You know nothing, Duke. We've been searching for ages. I really don't think they're here. 
Suddenly, Jones appears, holding a pair of guns that shoot smaller guns. Looking for something? Crikey! She's got your gun that shoots smaller guns! Tell me something I don't already know. The Earth's circumference at the equator is about 4,075 kilometers. 40,000. I knew that... Wait, no. I know that already. It wasn't me who killed your hamster. It was me. It was me me who killed your hamster. Sorry. I cut a slit in its little belly and put my willy in it. I'm not sorry. Wow, this is for like a randomly generated... How randomly generated exactly is this, Ben? I wrote that entire sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Dude! While Jones is looking at Duke with disgust, Trundle lunges forward and grabs his deadly gun that shoots smaller guns. He wields them triumphantly. Prepare to die, you capable of flight sentient radish! No, please! All I did was backflip over a bunch of elderly gents! And fuck a hamster. <laughs> no, it's deep did it. Oh, shit. Rick enters, unseen by the others. I cannot tolerate that kind of behaviour! Those elderly gents were defenceless! Well, now they have a defender, and that's me, Trundle, defender of all innocent elderly gents! Don't hurt me! Please! Give me one good reason why I shouldn't use these guns that shoot smaller guns on you right away. Because I am your mother. Trundle looks stunned for a few moments, then collects himself. No, you're not. Ah, well, that'd be worth a try. Jones tries to grab the gun that shoots smaller guns, but Trundle dodges out of the way. Who's the mummy now? Huh? Huh? Unexpectedly, Jones slumps to the ground. Did she just faint? Sorry. (laughs) That wasn't in the script. I think so. Well, that's disappointing. I was rather hoping for a more dramatic conclusion involving my deadly gun that shoots smaller guns. Trundle crouches over Jones' body. Be careful. It could be a trick. No, it's not a trick. It appears that it would seem Jones is dead. What? Yes, it appears that I scared her to death. Duke claps his hands. Well, he can't clap because he's only got paws, so it sounds more <laughs> like a... Oh, yeah. Is he a dog? It's an invisible Did dog. I call it I thought he's an invisible dog lawyer. Well, I thought Rick was an invisible no, no, dog No, yeah, and Rick's an invisible dog lawyer. Um, I, I, I think Duke's ambidextrous swordsman. <laughs> <laughs> so, your gun that shoots smaller guns did save the day, after all. Rick steps forward. Is it true? Did you kill the capable of flight, Big Paul? Rick! How long have you been? Rick Paul puts his arm around Trundle. Long enough. Then you're sorry for yourself. I killed Jones. Then the elderly gents are safe. It does seem that way. A crowd of vulnerable elderly gents enter, looking relieved. You're their yeah. hero. The elderly gents bow to Trundle. There is no need to bow to me. I seek no worship. The knowledge that Jones will never backflip elderly gents ever again is enough for me. You are humble, as well as brave. One of the elderly gents passes a trundle and moist your mum. Ben? What? How randomly generated is this? Did you have to put in slight words and phrases? I had to put in slight words and phrases into the John Bowen from 5000. That's also called (laughs) plot-generated.org.uk. Wait, this isn't the same plot generator we used to create that sex story with me and John. No, 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 no. it's it's very different. That was a genuine, that was just, yeah. I think they want you to have it as a symbol of our gratitude. I, I, I couldn't possibly. Pause. Well, if you insist... Trundle takes the your mum. Thank you. The elderly gents bow their heads once more and leave. Trundle turns to Rick. Does this mean you want me back? Oh, of course I want you back. Trundle smiles a few seconds, but then looks defiant. Well, you can't have me. What? You have no faith in me. You had to see me scare a big Paul to death before you would believe in me. I don't want a lover like that. But... Please leave. Oh my gosh, please leave. I want to spend time with the one person who stayed with me through thick and thin. My best friend. Do grins. But... You heard the gentleman. Now be off with you. Skedaddle! Shoo! Question mark. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rick, but I think you should skedaddle. Rick leaves. Do turns to trundle. Did, did you mean that? You know? 
Then I'm your best friend. The two walk off. Oh no, okay. Sorry. Of course you are. The two walk off arm in arm. Suddenly Duke stops. When I said it was me who killed your hamster, I cut a slid it. <laughs> Sorry, I can't read that sentence. When I said it was me who killed your hamster, I cut a slit in its little belly and put my willy in it. <laughs> I'm not sorry. You know, I was just trying to distract the big pole, don't you? The ends. That was, uh... that was my line. That was the end. Say it. The, the end. Can we all hold hands and bow? There we do. That was uh, that was touching. That was an experience. That was a thing. I think I'm, I'm going to destroy the John Bowen Tron 5000. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, think, like, I think, yeah. That, that's the healthiest that's, option. Yeah. That's the, that's the takeaway from this. Yeah. Okay. Destroy the things you work hardest at. Yeah. It's no Jordan Bowen. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm better off just waiting for John Bowen to get back it's, in contact, yeah. to be honest. Pale limitation. Yeah. Discharge. 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 Every Friday I do a podcast. So, I believe it's time for not just another podcast of ours to draw to a close, mm. but for the last podcast under the presidential reign of President Barack Obama yeah. to draw to a close. Um, when this, on, on the day that this podcast goes out, Trump will, have, as we previously mentioned, have taken power, and then we might have a, a few years of him running the show. We will. Well, no, yeah, we might. Providing he makes it through like his first month. Yeah. yeah. Who's to say if he will or not? Mm. He probably will. He's going to stick it out for a couple of years at most, if, I reckon. If it's his choice. If yeah. it's his choice. He is the most impeachable person <laughs> there has ever been. And we, and we missed our opportunity to make uh, Trump piss jokes as well. Oh, uh, yeah, we missed that. What that Trump piss jokes? Yeah, the, the, whole, the whole thing showers. about him. Oh, yeah, uh, pissing on girls. Yeah. yeah, that was. We're getting girls That was a gold mine. Like, like for, uh, first yeah. off, it, it's been hard enough to accept that President Elect's name is uh, his name is Trump. Trump. <laughs> uh, and, and I put my cherishes aside for that. Now I have to accept accept that Trump has a piss fetish. Hey, <laughs> um, do you want to know my favourite thing that happened over the holidays? What? Um, it was that on Christmas Eve, the FBI, the FBI themselves who are in the middle of investigating Clinton, Trump, and so on, mm-hmm. um, they posted their Christmas card. They posted the me- they tweeted the message, Happy Holidays from the FBI. Alongside, and I'd quite like you to describe this. This picture. Wow. This this really makes me... Is that, is that the best that <laughs> the FBI family can do? tweeted an MS paint drawing of a snowman. For the, uh, for the listeners at home, well... Fuck you, I guess. Yeah, I realise it's There's not a, yeah, no, 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 the thing is, there isn't even that much to describe. There's a really quite quickly drawn MS Paint snowman. Mm. It's just... Uh, who do you think handles the FBI's Twitter account? It looks like it's been drawn yeah, on, M- on MS Paint. No, it is MS Paint. No, it looks like it's been drawn on uh, a Windows 96 version of MS Paint. <laughs> and they've got the little stars that just sort of use the brush tool. Yeah. The, the line tool. It's incredible. Um, and I, was gonna, I had a point when I thought I'm going to bring this up and I'm going to do something related to the podcast about it but I've now completely forgotten what I was going to do because I'm basically an idiot well we've come too far to go back now yeah similarly we've come too far to add any more content to the show so we should probably unfortunately bring this one to a close I really want to seek out some chips some dank old chips are, are you American and you just after crisps? No, literally. Are you in a casino and you want a physical proper, token? Proper British chips from British chips that's what I want yeah yeah Sorry, I just got really would enthusiastic. That, 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 would like, would, would that be the, uh, the waste product that uh, is produced when you're uh, creating lumber? Would that be... Let's, when, let's, when, end, the po- let's end the podcast. Yeah, let's stop yeah. Let's, 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 That's a good note as any. Yeah. Well, it seems that we're back and on shitty yes. form. Hope it's you've enjoyed it. Um, if you do want to go to www.vimbledistrage.co.uk, there's stuff there. There's lots of things. If you do want to go to the Facebook... Facebook.com for Verbal Discharge. I mean, if you if you want to look at the Twitter, you can do. I mean, you can find that at Verb Dish Radio. Or uh, as a website we mentioned, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Has, Rob, has, Rob, has, has the email we mentioned, no. or email us at things at verbaldischarge.co.uk. Yeah. Well, thanks oh, for the listening. live show as well. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we should talk about that. Recently been announced. Second of February. One, no, Wait, 22nd, 22nd, of 22nd of February. Let's get it right. So it's the first time I've had to plug it, this show. Like, but not, 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 at, not at the Maple this time. Oh, no. no. Oh, oh dear, no. We have moved to the quad for this one. Yeah. 
Um, and that is Oscar baiting with verbal discharge. That is mm. our um, our Oscar uh, night special. Mm. Oh yes, it is. So uh, come along to that if you're in Derby, or if you're not in Derby, just come along anyway. Yeah. So it's, you know, trains won't cost you uh, that much, hopefully. But you know, just just book on the train line. Get it nice and early. Get it cheap. Come along. Come on to the show. Yeah. It'll be it'll be fun for all the family. Bring your mum. She'll she'll dig it. In the meantime, yeah. James, final word of the show. Flatulence. You fart. Um, I won't say that I didn't fart. Was it was a bit of a pause before you <laughs> said what it? A, what a way to echo in the era of Trump. <laughs>